This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 15, Comic Reviews for the week of October the 3rd. Welcome to the show. This is another episode of Comic Shenanigans, episode 15. Uh, we're looking at the comics that have been released on October the 3rd. I am your host, Adam Chapman, and I have a special guest with me today. I have... Kelly Chapman. And this is my wife, and we're going to just kind of go through uh, the comics today. Um, you have a new segment, basically, that you wanted to introduce. Yes. So, normally, every Wednesday, when Adam brings home the comics, he has me look at them and say what I think of the covers. So, we thought maybe... That would be an interesting segment for us to add to our listeners. So we're calling it First Impressions, where I tell you whether or not it looks good, and then Adam, who actually read it, will tell you if it is good. So um, this is a special Thanksgiving edition for those of you in Canada who know that it's Canadian Thanksgiving. Um, Anyone listening from the States will be very confused by that statement, but it is Thanksgiving today. And And, and, uh, anyone from Europe will just be flat out, what? Yeah, I guess they don't know what Thanksgiving is. We are just about to sit down for our Thanksgiving meal, which is consisting of Swiss chalet, um, because we were both too sick to go to actual Canadian Thanksgiving at my parents' house. Um, So before we do that, we thought we would sneak in a little podcast for for you guys, a little holiday edition. So please excuse any sniffling, coughing, sneezing, or hoarse voices that you might hear. Although I think my raspy voice is a little bit sexy, so <laughs> we're just kind of going to go with it today. So let's just jump right into the first comic, Adam. What do we got? We got uh, Action Comics 13 from DC Comics. We're done with Zero Month now, so now we're into every uh, issue, of, well, most of the issues in the New 52 are up to 13 now. Uh, so we got Action Comics 13. Now, looking at this cover, what does it say to you? Okay, so right off the bat, I like the colors. It's very bright. I think um, the color scheme is done well. I like the font that they're using for the um, subtitle. Okay. What's wrong with Superman's face, though? I don't he know. He looks very, like, stunned, confused, awkward. Like, does it look like he has stubble in weird parts of his face? It does, or like someone drew on him while he was sleeping. <laughs> and he kind of has, like, a little bit of, like, extra, like, eyebrow. Wrinkles? Like, no, he has, like, a unibrow. Oh, He's okay. got, like, hair in oh, the middle yeah, of does, his eyebrows. Yeah. Like, well, maybe... someone didn't tweeze him properly before they put him on the cover. <laughs> like, they were running late, and they're like, oh, crap. And so it's the return of the Phantom King. And they've got all these weird hands, like, reaching for him. Yeah, well, that happens. What are those hands? Uh, it's the Phantom's hands. He doesn't have that many hands. Well, just, there's just one. No, but, like... There's two hands oh, here, and then I, uh, if you scroll up... Oh, you're right. Yeah, the shadow. There's, like, shadows of more hands. It's a lot of people like, in the Phantom Zone reaching for him. Is mirror mask here? And he's, like, you know, <laughs> no. with extra mirrors that no. duplicate the hands? Thankfully, no. Uh, Grant Morrison wrote this. Travel Foreman was the artist. I really didn't care much for the story. I haven't really liked Grant Morrison a lot on this book. Uh, the art's not bad. It's kind of more of a flashback tale. That guy's stoned. Look at his eyes. Which one? This guy. Yeah, he looks kind of drugged out. No, he's really upset because he's about to be the first person sent to the Phantom Zone, which is basically like the the prison on Krypton. Is and now he's like a Phantom, and yeah, it's not a bad story. It's just I didn't find all that engaging. I don't really haven't really liked uh, a lot of Morrison stuff in action comics. I found the art to be not all that engaging. What I found was more interesting than Action Kelly. I think you would have liked it more. Is the backup story? Um, Just get to the backup story because the main story I found very. You know, he's fighting a phantom, then he gets stuck in the phantom zone. Why is there a mummy? Well, it's a guy, in order to exist in the regular, in regular from, he's escaped from the phantom zone, the only way to exist is in this weird wraps. And okay. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. What I did like, though... Puppy. Was a, yeah, yes, was basically Krypton. And, uh, sorry, not Krypto, Crypto. 
and he's the best dog in the whole universe because he's adorable, <laughs> right? And that was what kind of the only thing I liked about this issue was the backup story because it's all about crypto and the dog and how no matter what there's always going to be a boy and his dog now it's kind of a creepy looking dog in some some spots but it's generally kind of an adorable story uh, he was always going to take care of um of clark so sholy fish was the writer on the backup brad walker was the penciler i enjoyed this Ooh, oh angry dog well you don't you don't piss off crypto i guess uh, not i enjoyed this a lot more than the regular story i thought that it was interesting that they went back to the idea of crypto because before it looked like crypto was dead in this new universe, but uh, now the idea is that he's he's a phantom up, up until the end of the story. But the idea is that he's always been there, even when like when he, when the Clark uh, lost his parents, you know, the, the dog was always with him no matter what. Even if he didn't know the dog was there, hmm. the dog was still with him. So I, right. I, I, I sentimental, but I liked it. Uh, you know, just the idea of the dog's always there no matter what. I like the art. And yeah, and then when he goes home at night, that was the time the dog loved the best. So I'm not even a dog fan, but this goes kind of like, aw. And by not a dog fan, let's just point out that Adam is terrified of dogs. Is that really not necessary? a dog fan? It says I think the listeners need to know. I do not think they terrified need to know of at dogs. All. Okay, is, is what we're going with. Uh, on the whole, I gave the issue a six out of ten. Okay, uh, it would have been lower if it wasn't for the backup. Backup was great. Backup story looks better than the what do you call the non-backup story? Main the, story, the, the, the lead feature, story? the yeah, lead the story. Feature? Yeah, um, it does look better, visually appealing. Okay. So if the uh, dog had been on the cover, he would have got automatic points. Yeah. Uh, next is Age of Apocalypse number eight. This is by uh, David Lefum. I always forget how to pronounce his name. And uh, the Renato Arlem is the artist. Uh, so we got the cover is the Kiss of Doom. Uh, Who is that? Who's on the cover? I'm not even entirely sure. I I believe it's. Um, Prophet, who's the lead character? Why here. is that old man watching them kiss? Well, is in the specter of, of doom, which is no, oh, this guy. Oh, that, no, that's not actually a person. That's his mask. That's oh, Prophet's mask, and like... she's holding the mask. Oh, it looks creepy. And that's, it's not a good cover. You don't like it? It's an um, evil version of Wolverine on the cover. <laughs> it has one of the things I don't like in covers, which is the a lot of negative space, like a lot of white plain. Okay, people got lazy and didn't fill in the edges. True, but it also makes it pop off background. the page a little. Kind of, but I mean, if, I think if you're going to use that technique, you really have to have strong art that's popping off the page. And this isn't strong this art. isn't strong art. It's not strong colors. Um, I kind of like that you have the image. I of do them kind of kissing. like the way they've done that with the yeah. black shadow and then a picture in the forefront. Okay, but I don't think it's done well, and I think it's a technique that if it had been done, if it had been executed better, it would be nice. She's got her leg up during the kiss. That's how you kiss <laughs> in fairy tales, TV, and comic books. That's true. Doesn't. Then the new um, tray that you got isn't she that how she's kissing Scott in the wedding? Oh issue? yeah, or no? Yeah, I believe mm, not I'm, actually. I don't think so. But in my mind, that's how she kisses. Him. The the trade she's talking about is the X Men wedding of uh, Cyclops and Phoenix uh, graphic. Well, the original the trade paperback reprinting issues from the nineties that I just got this week, which is a classic cover. I was right. It was Renato Arlem. I thought I may have gotten it wrong. Uh, this issue, I liked it. Um, I, I read last issue having not read anything since issue one or two, and I found this book a lot more engaging than I ever thought it would be. Uh, this wasn't as strong as the last issue. Um, the art is kind of sketchy, and I, I like that in uh, Arlem's artwork. I'm not sure, like, Kelly, do you like this kind of dark, kind of grittier style? Nope. It takes place in a post-apocalyptic world, so it's kind As of... As a rule, reason. I don't really like anything post-apocalyptic. Well, that's true. There's Emma Frost Remember when we went there. to see that movie Nine? Oh, yeah. I didn't lo- like that. Because it was post-apocalyptic? That's not why, but it didn't help. Okay. Um, still not a fan of some of the artistic choices and how they portray Sabretooth here, but uh, 
overall, I mean, again, it's not it's not the greatest issue I've ever read of this book, but uh, and it certainly didn't live up to issue seven, which I found was really strong, but this is still enjoyable. So I give it a six and a half out of ten. Uh, next up is Amazing Spider-Man six ninety five. Usually a winner for covers. Oh no! Why? I I think it's great. You got him. You got Spider-Man on the cover uh, doing the classic split Peter Parker Spider-Man pose. He's got crazy spider sense going on. You see all these people around him that it's might better be menacing than I him. initially gave a credit. Like my first impression uh, was not good. <laughs> it's because you saw the green, the hobgoblin. But I saw the face? the top first. Okay. And it's the the hobgoblin and the man with the bald head. Who is that? Kingpin. Oh, see, Kingpin's black to you because yeah. of the movie. That's okay. <laughs> to a lot of fans, and also who... not in this book. Okay, you think of him more of a Daredevil villain? Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because we were t- we uh, in our recent uh, episode about Spider Man. Plug for the last uh, recent episode. Go ahead. Yeah, episode twelve when we talked about our favorite Spider Man stories. Uh, I think a few of us got into the argument about uh, whether or not uh, Kingpin should really be used in Spider Man stories anymore because mm. we we're talking about a story called Back in Black that I didn't like, and they loved that Kingpin was in it and being all ruthless, and I don't like him being a non. Uh, a non-daredevil villain anymore. Yeah. Yes, he started off as a Spider-Man villain back in the '60s, but uh, he's been taken over. He's by... transitioned. He's transitioned over to Daredevil, who yeah. I think is more appropriate. But I think this cover's okay, um, but it's not as strong as what I'm used to seeing from Amazing Spider-Man week to week. Okay. Um, if this were a different book, I would have given it like it would be good. And okay. this is just oh, because okay. you have a higher level. Of, I do have higher, have higher expectations for this book okay. because it's it's usually good. Having read is that the... Mary Jane. Uh, no, that oh, is Spider-Woman. a Woman. different redhead? Yes. Oh. Spider-Woman 3? She two, looks terrible. Two. And who's that? Uh, that's Phil Yurick, who's actually this green, this Hobgoblin. Oh. Okay. Actually, no, this Hobgoblin. Well, it's okay. I give it an okay. I, I like I'm not giving numbers, but the, it's okay. I like the cover more after having read the issue. And okay. So that's, well, what do, tell me what you like about the issue. The issue, like, I, I, found, I found really, really strong. The last three issues, I wasn't a huge fan of. I had that weird alpha kid. I think I showed you a few covers of that... Kind of that looked like a punk with like long blonde hair was just like I'm alpha, man. Uh, uh, I like this because it's the start of the the Goblin storyline where we're seeing the return of Roderick Kingsley, the original Hobgoblin, and he's gonna hopefully take back his um, his uh, post from the the new Hobgoblin, who I don't like nearly as much because he used to be a hero back in the '90s. Uh, fairly enjoyable artwork. Uh, Slot does a great job in the story. The idea here is that uh, his spider sense is kind of the kingpin's trying to develop a device that will block the spider sense but instead they end up amplifying it and then they amplify it too much so spider-man's um spider sense ends up going so crazy that everything around him he perceives to be a threat so actually kelly i'll show you this one shot where you know he's looking at like paper and he's like danger paper cut uh you know uh even like the the drink in front of him high fructose corn syrup uh like the the staple the stapler puncture wounds like all the possible threats that are around him they germs texting while talking ate burritos for lunch like everything around him is a threat so spider sense is reacting to all of it uh, because of this device uh, also the Madam Web who's a precognitive in this universe and has been trying to warn Spider Man that something bad is happening uh, she gets a massive um, 
you know, sensation, which I really liked because she glimpses pieces of what's going pre-cogs on. Precogs are those those creatures from like Minority Report, right? Yes, that's what a precog is. See the future, yes. So they have this great splash. You know, regular page. people don't know that term. Well, comic book fans do. Okay, just checking. They have this great splash page of all these different things happening in the Marvel universe. That these are actually from other comics. Uh, so I liked it because some haven't happened yet, some have, and I, I, it was just a cool kind of splash page with her going crazy. And basically, this ends with uh, the evil Hobgoblin realizing who Spider-Man is because he was around Peter Parker when his Spider-Sense went crazy. He realizes what's going on, and so he's 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 going to try and take him out. So uh, it's really I really enjoyed this. Gave it a nine out of ten actually. Uh, Slot and Gage co-wrote it uh, with Cam and Cole and artwork. We're at six ninety-five. The series is ending with issue seven hundred, so I'm really excited to see what they've got in mind. Uh, so this arc, I think, ends in 697, and then we have a three-part Doc Ock arc right after it, so I'm really excited about this. Now, having seen a little bit of the interiors, is this a change your... you like the way um, it looks? It looks... That, that splash page you were showing me does look cool. Um, it's probably okay. The art looks better than the cover. Okay. I think. The it's cover not... also has a lot of that white space. It does. I'm not a big fan of the Trinity white space, as I like to call it. <laughs> um, Do you want to put some context to what that means? Well, anyone who's ever read Trinity knows what I'm talking about. All the covers were, like, white space and, like, a tiny little graphic. It's true. And it, they were, I mean, I don't think the books were very good either, but the covers no. certainly would not make me pick them up. No. Well, that, but they are distinctive. Yeah, boring. Okay. So if boring is being distinct, then okay. Okay. Next up is Animal Man number 13. I have a feeling you're not going to like this cover. Um, is this the one you already showed me with Hawkman? I might and Hawk Girl was in it, and they no. were holding hands, and you were like, "No relation." No, that was something, something else. else. Oh. That was, I was reading I don't like some this old cover, though. I was reading I some old JSA right comics. You don't like this cover? No. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the overall artistic style in this book. I find it to be overly creepy and dark. It's kind of yeah, that's dark. Um, Why are we seeing all the veins in his chest? Yeah, well, I mean, so what? What is your first impression of the cover? Just uh, would I you read like this? It. Although that guy looks like he should be in um, He Man. Okay. Like you know the guy that. Oh, Bo? Is it Bo that I shoots the arrows? I don't really know. If he had wings and was evil, that's what he would look like. Like this demented version of Hawkman? Yeah, Man. except that emblem he has kind of looks like it could be like Thundercats. Yeah, it does actually. It's supposed to be the hawk, but yeah. It doesn't really look like a hawk. So would you pick this book up? No. <laughs> no. I'd like turn it over so other people weren't subjected to it. Would you really? Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm not a big fan of... Uh, uh, I haven't read a lot of, an- of Animal Man, There's I have a lot to of like sound effects. It does. I remember... I read the... Um, the first issue, sorry, issue zero of Animal Man, and I liked it. I'm not a big fan of what I read in this issue, but I do feel like I missed out because I haven't read the last couple issues. Uh, Jeff Lemire wrote it with art by Steve Puch, um, and also pencils by Timothy Green II. Uh, it's very, if you're enjoying the Rot World storyline, I think you'll really enjoy this, and this ties right into Swamp Thing 13, which also came out this week. For me, it didn't really work for me. I You have a little bit of present day, and you have this future where uh, Buddy Baker, Animal Man, has come back to Earth, and everything has changed, and the rot has taken over. Again, this is really hard to get into if you're a new reader. Uh, you should go back and read the first 12 issues, because you won't understand a lick of this. It's not it's not necessarily bad, it's just not really to my taste, so I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. Uh, next up is Avengers Academy number 38. You might like this one. I think this one's adorable. It's at last, the spectacular 38th issue of Avengers Academy, guest starring Wolverine and the X-Men. Academy versus X-Kids in a flag football game with the command of X-23. Do you like this? It's cute. Um, this is a classic homage, by the way. It's good. It's not great. I don't think... Um, 
I generally like covers with lots of characters on them. Okay. But the problem with this one, you've got a lot of characters, but none of them are drawn exceptionally well. They're just all kind of average. It's almost like we have a certain level of, like, um, awesome. And it's, <laughs> it's spread around into all the characters instead of, you okay. know, if you just have one character and it's done really well. You don't think the, the giant man looks good? He looks the best of anyone. Uh, Wolverine, not so good. Uh, I don't even know who this is, but he looks like Chewbacca. Oh, this one? No, no, not that one. This one. Oh, uh, Rock Slide. He looks like Chewbacca. I, I get Now that you say it's rocks, not so much, but if okay. I, when I thought it was fur, he looked a lot like This him. is actually one of my favorite characters ever, but it's not in this picture. A brew. Yeah. It, it's just okay. Like, none of the characters, like I said, are drawn exceptionally well. Okay. But I do like the, like the, it looks like a fun cover. Like, they're going to play a football game and, and everyone's is, having fun. That's exactly what they do in this issue, too. Like, yeah, I would pick that up to flip through. Uh, it's not the greatest art, but it did draw me in just by being a cool concept, I guess. Okay. Uh, so, Christos Gage wrote this because he's, he's written the entire series, which unfortunately I believe is ending with the next issue. Tom Grummet on art. I, I'm a big fan of Grummet generally. I'm not totally sold on his artwork on this book. Uh, I did like the general kind of feel of it because you have I, I like when the Avengers Academy kids and the uh, the X-Men kids get together and just kind of seeing them play football see what that's like this reminded me of the classic days when uh, we used to have uh, the X-Men play baseball games in, uh, uh, at the mansion um, what? say it say what? I don't know what I'm supposed to say what do they do when they play baseball? I don't know in mini marvels I don't remember at all here's the thing who does? Fastball special. Oh, oh my god, I missed that. Well, that's funny. If you've never read Mini Marvels, they have a spot where the, <laughs> he lays it in and he throws Wolverine at the guy who's batting, which is actually a really good gag. Uh, there's a great part in here where you have Hawkeye and Iceman uh, both trying to be awesome, and uh, they're just firing at each other. It reminded me of a, a scene that uh, actually a special guest from our last episode, Nate, uh, Nathan Struck, he really likes uh, a spot in, during Onslaught where you had uh, Iceman, Human Torch, and Hawkeye being really chummy and really getting along well together, and this reminded me of that. There's a great spot here where uh, Iceman's like, <laughs> they've been ejected from the game, like, for what, excessive awesomeness? And I, I, I like that a lot. It's my kind of uh, ejection. There is uh, actually, there's a spot in one of the books that came out this week, and now I can't Wait, remember. Wait, was that Wasp? No, Wasp is dead. Oh, well, whoa, you don't have to be so mean about it. Uh, there's like, there, one of the players is like a giant, like dinosaur. Like, this is this is a fun issue. I think you, you would surprise, like it a lot more than you realize. It looks okay. It's fun. Um, Who's that girl? Which one? With the brown hair. Yeah. Brown hair? This one? Yeah. That's Kitty Pride. Mm. She's not actually taking part in the game. Obviously. She's, well, she could if she wanted to. No, she looks too good for football. A little bit. So I gave this... Uh, oh, Ellen Page. <laughs> I gave this a uh, 7 out of 10, so it's good. I'm I'm interested to see what next issue uh, has in store for us, because it's the last one. Um, I'm sad that it's going away, though, just like I was sad when Avengers Initiative went away as well. It's the same thing that keeps happening to every book I like, unfortunately. Brings us to Avengers vs. X-Men number 12, the big release. What? Dun, dun, dun. So what do you think of this one? I like it. Yeah, is it the colors? Yep. It's very and vibrant. The chicks looks good. There's the background of... characters look good. I actually this is kind of an example of what you're talking about. Like Iron Man looks really good. Yeah, but and... also the other people I mean, is that Hulk? He doesn't look very good, but he's far enough away yeah. that I'm not upset about it. Exactly. But the characters that are closer up. Yeah. Like, um, that's a horrible Wolverine, but he's so far away you don't care. Yeah. Spider Man looks okay. Yeah. But the top two, the girls. Scarlet um, Witch. Scarlet Witch and uh, the girl <laughs> with the orange hair. Give me a hint. I, I, I don't I won't know it. I don't think so. Okay, well, she looks nice. Her name is Hope. Oh, that's not a 
That's not a good name. It's okay. All right, so this is a big issue. It's a little on the nose. <laughs> is it? Um, I I have to admit that I think the artwork in this is issue... Is that her? That's Hope. Oh, yeah, she's cool. Yeah. Uh, the artwork in this issue is fantastic. Uh, Adam Kubert really pulled out all the stops. He's got a really dynamic way of laying out scenes. Uh, I'm not a big fan of what happens to Cyclops, and uh, people who have listened to me talk about it before would know that. Uh, also, Hope and Scarlet Witch just kind of spontaneously having a giant fight of energy was weird, but I like uh, one thing I really liked in this issue was the coloring on Scott Summers, because when he is the Dark Phoenix, uh, instead of just being the typical Dark Phoenix that we know... Uh, what? Scott! <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Uh, he's got almost like a shimmering blue on it. I think it's blue because I'm colorblind. It's hard for me to tell. But yeah. uh, on his chest, and he just looks really cool. Uh, he's like blasting Hulk with a. While well, Red Hulk is also getting blasted by some of uh, some darkness. There's just a lot going on here. Um, I'm, I'm again. This is at the end of the day, Cyclops is the villain, and that always is going to bother me. Uh, but they do take him down. I do like that he kind of realizes that you know he's, he tries to regain him, his own self and he's begging them to kill him and they don't kill him but he is uh, the power does come out of his body and then hope and scarlet witch are able to uh to get rid of that power and say no more phoenix but not before hope takes on the phoenix power kind of heals everything that uh, scott had done to the world and then reignites the mutant race which is what that's basically ending seven years worth of stories that all started when she when scarlet witch took mutants out of the equation so now this new version of the Phoenix does. The artwork at the end of the issue isn't quite as strong because we have the detail is not quite there in some of the panels. But, it just uh, looks stunned. Yeah, very stunned. Phoenix stunned. looks good. Yeah, new, no, new Phoenix. New Phoenix. She's only she Phoenix for about five minutes. Hope Phoenix. Hope Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix Hope. She looks like she's risen from the ashes, so that's good. Yep. Um, she's on fire. <laughs> you like it when she's on fire? Twisting fire stopped it. <laughs> so the art's really good. Uh, the story's pretty good. I'm not a big fan of how they leave Cyclops, but at the end of the day, I do like that Cyclops is very much like, I won. Like, at the end of the day, he may not have power, but all he wanted was for the mutant race to be resurrected, and that he got what he wanted. And and you, you see here that Captain America, it pisses him off that, that he's like, he, that Cyclops thinks that he won. But at the end of the day, Cyclops was right. Um, so it's hard for me to really be anti-Cyclops, despite what they did to him. This is also a great launching point for the new Marvel Now, so, uh, what's going to be happening, because we see that um, uh, Captain America is like, you know, we did turn our back on the X-Men, we should have done more for mutants, so this is why we're going to have the Uncanny Avengers starting next week. Uh, that being said, I'm not a big fan of Hope not dying. And this sounds weird. No, <laughs> give me a second. Kelly's giving me a really dirty look. The reason why is because her whole purpose has been to be the messiah, mutant messiah, to bring back the mutant race. That's over. She's did it. I don't like characters. So she has to go away? That's me. I don't like characters that stay past their point of usefulness and then they don't... Like Buffy's sister? Done? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> well, in, in comic book terms, there's a, a character named Bishop who was in the animated series, and his whole reason for being was to stop the traitor to the X-Men from killing all the X-Men. He did that in 1996 uh, when he stopped Onslaught from killing the rest of the X-Men, and he should have died. He didn't, and they didn't do anything good with his character for Maybe years. Maybe they'll do something good with her. I hope so. I do like the last panel. Yeah? Just the single rose. Yeah. The idea that there's, from all this destruction. Yeah, there's like destruction rebirth. and like a single rose and yeah. she's blasting off or Do you like the art, the artwork in the book? Now that you've it's seen okay, it's not it? bad. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's uh, not great, but. It's, it's, it's over at the end of the day. Um, so next week we have Uncanny Avengers and AVX Consequences. Uh, I'm not sure how. That looks about, better. What? That one. Which the one? left side. Uh, she's talking about Uncanny Avengers number one. That's Havoc. That's Scott Summer's brother. I don't like Thor's new costume though. Kind of looks weird. 
That's the one that was in the movie, but not in the movie, and we were upset about it? Kinda. Oh. This is a bit of a new tweak. Oh. This isn't his old costume, but I know you're But is that about. the one I'm talking about? Yeah. It's, it's a new variation. He used to have more of those, like, little orb thingies, but now he only has... But he was in the movie. Yes. What? Okay. That's yes. all I wanted. Okay. He was in the movie. Oh, Thor? No, Havoc. Oh, Havoc. Oh, sorry, I thought we're, I was I was talking about his costume. No, Havoc oh. was in the X Men. Yes, movie, he was. Correct. Yes, but his definitely. power wasn't right or whatever. It wasn't quite. It was kind of okay. weird. But he was there. Yes, he was. That's definitely all. There. Continue. Sorry, I thought we were talking about Thor. No. Okay. We, sometimes we. Okay. So next up after so I gave that uh, Avengers versus X Men twelve and then eight out of ten because although there's some story beats I didn't like, I liked more of it than I than not. If that makes any sense. Next up is AVX versus number six. We just did AVX. A- this is AVX versus. There's a six issue versus book. Well, what do you think of the cover? Again, because you same like, thing. You it's like, like the, the colors. Same thing. But it's good. What about the second? What about the bottom? No, I half? like the girls. They look good. Ooh, this is better. This is, is the best so far. This is a good cover. Because there's a ton of characters. Yeah. And they all look good. Let's play name the characters. Okay, name them. Okay. Well, at the top. Okay. We have um, the Scarlet Witch. Yep. And Hope. Yep. Or Phoenix, briefly. Okay. Um. I'm going to skip all the boring characters and wow. just say Rulk. Okay, Rulk, Rulk is, Hulk. yes, he is there. Beast. Yep. Iron Man. Yep. Is that Iceman? Yes, it is. Uh, is that all you got? Mm, this is Ant-Man. No, not Ant-Man. Giant-Man. Yes, correct. And um, this is Dick Tracy. <laughs> Dr. Nemesis. Oh, so close. <laughs> so close. Girl, The girl from Matrix. Uh, no, Domino. Yep, no, that's what I meant. Okay. Uh... And, uh, that's, I don't know. He's got, he's Iron Fist. That's a stupid name. That's Black Panther. Is he the one who hangs out with Power Lad? Yeah. Uh, Power Lad and Iron Fist? Power Man. Oh, Power, whatever. Close enough. Yeah, because. Stupid book. Oh, she's talking not about the classic Luke Cage one, but the Victor Alvarez version of Power Man. Just in case. <laughs> uh, that's Dr. Kavita Rao, and I believe that's a Squirrel Girl by the looks of her. But I don't oh, think, see, I, don't, I wondered. I don't remember her being in here. So. Okay. Well, no, it's a really good cover. Color, uh, cover. The colors are really strong, yeah. and all the characters look good, which is what I look for in a cover with that many people in it, that okay. the main characters look good, then yeah. everyone else looks good. It's a good ensemble cover, mm-hmm. and there's no uh, dead space. Like It, it fills up, you know, the title obviously has a little bit of white around it or whatever, but it doesn't have it feels more chunks of white space where I feel like the... It doesn't feel like a cop-out. Illustrators just got lazy. Yeah. Uh, this issue is written by Kieran Gillen. Um, the penciler, actually, and this is rare these days, is by Jim Chung, who also did the cover. He doesn't do a lot of interiors anymore. So if you look at these issues, these uh, these panels, it's kind of the same quality as the cover, which, I mean, he, he just doesn't do a lot of this anymore. But it's nice to it's see. It's really nice. It's really... This he, is probably the best book. He so does far. great girls. Cause they, it's she, interesting to see... Sorry to interrupt you. It's interesting to see because we just saw... Um, these two characters in the last book. Okay. We got to see a lot of Hope and we got to see a lot of um, yeah. Scarlet Witch. So to see them again right away, yeah. um, it's a good contrast to the other book. And I think mm-hmm. the art is he- in, in yeah. this book is much stronger. I okay. think okay. specifically looking at those characters, I think they're they're drawn much better. Yeah, because I think the They look more powerful. Yeah. And, uh, Th- this actually takes place right in the middle of the last issue. It looks better. You like it more? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this, I really enjoyed this, this story. It's, uh, Jim Chung, Jim Chung looks fantastic. Uh, there's some great detail in here, especially when Scarlet Witch is starting to make it, uh, starting to make hope kind of disappear. And there's this classic effect of, uh, 
of uh, almost being like little pieces and blocks chipping away. This has been used for the, uh, seven years ago during House of M, so I, I like, like seeing this again. Uh, also, wanted to apologize for our, our, uh, our sneezing. Your sneezes. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just calling uh, attention to something I'm they may have I'm as far as I could. I know. Oh, um, and there's a kitty in the podcast. Okay, let's get the cat out of here. Uh, no, so yeah, th- this is a great looking story. What I liked also is that it's almost the... In- it, it, it felt more substantial than the other uh, verses that we've had recently. Uh, after that, we get a, a series of, of kind of really quick one-shots. Uh, I just want to get your v- brief impression of the artwork, Kelly. Terrible. First is by uh, Bendis and Drawn Jim... Drawn by a five-year-old. And Jimba Food. Well, that's kind of Drawn the... Drawn by a five-year-old. That's the idea? That's oh. kind of the idea. It does actually look like it's done on purpose. Um, I think there's a way to do childlike without looking like that it's basically them having a verbal fight and i think it's actually really funny i don't expect it from bendis then we have a, a science battle and i believe it's just better a, just a one page by Catherine and Stuart Eminem, and it's it's actually quite funny uh next up you have uh, mike diodato jr who's a great artist uh doing captain america versus havoc and I like the narration being an AVX fun fact. Alex Summers, a.k.a. Havoc, doesn't like for his brother Sakat Summers, a.k.a. Cyclops, to have all the fun. So he's black. I like this one. So, so far, the best. And then uh, AVX fun fact. Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America, has had just enough, enough of the <laughs> Summers family. Winner, Havoc, because the ex-office put this book together. That's fair. So I like that one. I'll allow it. And then you have Hulk versus Domino. And, uh, Red Hulk. Red, sorry, Domino versus Red Hulk. And then Domino wins. Oh, the Matrix girl. And did she say Domino Smash? Yes, yeah, she did. That's adorable. Because she was able to, because she it has good luck, and so she's able to take down the Red Hulk anyway, or Hulk. And it's by Ed McGinnis on our work. Uh, then you have a Toad versus Jarvis. So it's basically he's the janitor at the the uh, X Men's school, and uh, Jarvis is the uh, the Avengers uh, butler, and so Jarvis wins. Uh, this, yeah, the this next, is an inappropriate cover? The next one is inappropriate. It's uh, Jeff Loeb and Arthur Adams. Basically, it's uh, Hawkeye. He's asleep, and he's dreaming about Spider-Woman versus all the different ex-ladies. It's really inappropriate. Uh, Spider-Woman versus Emma Frost, Spider-Woman versus Storm, and Spider-Woman versus Psylocke. Not really PG-appropriate. She's Oh, yeah, no. I'm not even going to touch on that. No? Okay. And the, the worst part is the winner, you, for saying it. No. Uh, Iron Fist versus Iceman is the next one. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. It's by Jason Aaron. A little boring. Ramon K. Perez. The idea is that there's all really oh, cool ones. Oh, what's this? Squirrel Girl versus Pixie. Adorable. And it's, it's called How We Roll. It's basically them playing Heroclix. They don't say it's called Heroclix, but it basically is. Um, I'm going to read this later. Yeah? Okay. I recommend that everyone read this She uses this her own character and she's like, this figure makes me look fat. Look how cute I am. I want to be Pixie. Who's that? Pixie is one of the X-Men. She's one of the... She's younger. I she's, don't know her. She's got wings. I'm going to be Pixie for Halloween. Oh, wait. I'm going in a Starfleet uniform. <laughs> yes. Okay, so that, that's the entire issue. I really liked it. Uh, I had a lot of fun. There were some good parts and bad parts. I gave it a 7 out of 10 overall. 7. I think it's an 8. Well, Kelly says it's an 8, so there you go. All I right. mean, I didn't read any of it, <laughs> but oh. I think it's an 8. Uh, next up was Batwing, number 13. Uh, I, I, I read the Zero issue and I really liked it, but this cover... Kelly, what do you think about this cover? Under the spell of Father Lost. Mm, it's a little dark, but a little it's dark good. Because there's good. blood drenching the yeah. main character. Um, it's drawn well. Uh, it's not my favorite cover, but I do think that it's well done. Okay. It's gross. Yes, and it's it is dark, gross. and I wouldn't pick it up. 
but uh, if I were a boy, I would think it was good. Okay. Or, uh, I mean, I shouldn't yeah. be sexist. It's okay. If I liked that kind of thing. <laughs> I already can tell you I don't like this book, though. Okay. Um, I don't know what's going on, but yeah. I don't like it. It's written so by Judd Winnick. I'm going to step uh, out of this review now. Pencils by Marcus Toe. It's not bad. I'm kind of liking where they're going with Batwing because I never thought I would like the character, but I like him more than I thought I would. That being said, the story at times is a little bit more violent than it needs to be. Uh, I kind of want to see them do something a little bit different. Like Nothing about this really surprised me in terms of the story content, and I thought it would be a little bit more interesting if it was more surprising. Uh, not bad artwork, though. Uh, Toad does a pretty good job. The story could be a little bit stronger. Uh, I gave that. Uh, let's see, I gave that a give it a seven out of ten. See, you gave that a seven, but you gave the last book a seven. Well, I think okay, you need to I'll change your to an eight. AVX versus number six. I'll give an eight. Okay, and I'm actually no, gonna change. Write it down. Well, I'm saying it to people. That's a write it down. Okay, well, it's not official. Okay, there you go. now it's an eight. eight. And actually, I'm going to downgrade the the Batwing to six because I, I, upon giving it another six point five. No, six point five. Fine. Because uh, often when I read these, you know, I'm in a different headspace than when I start talking about them, and then I feel differently. So it does happen. Uh, next up is Before Watchmen Rorschach number two. You're not going to like this one. That is my prediction. You ready for this? Look at that blood. Go back up for a sec. <laughs> it's a di- it's lunch or breakfast. <laughs> I'm going to pretend that's ketchup. It's not. <laughs> it could be. I like it, actually. You actually like the cover? Yeah, it's really... Um... Different? It's really good. I'm going to choose to pretend that that's not blood everywhere. <laughs> like it's just but ketchup? Think, yeah. Someone's just having fun with ketchup? Yeah, basically. Rorschach does not have fun with ketchup. Well, I had ketchup on my eggs this morning. <laughs> Did you do this? Did you make it I didn't like get a weird skull face? Though, so I feel like okay. someone always needs sausage. <laughs> Brian Azarella wrote this art by Lee Bermejo. Uh, I actually re- really like the story. The artwork is very uh, vibrant. Um, it's very... It does pop it's off different. the page. It's not your typical. I like it though. Like, we, like we've gone through a bunch of comics already, and all the artwork has kind of been a s- certain style. Uh, Bermejo has a very different look to it, mm-hmm. so it definitely um, sets it apart. Uh, it's it definitely feels like this is a before Watchmen story. This is Rorschach, uh, the way Rorschach is meant to be written. I think Brian Razzarello was the right choice to write it. Um, the best parts of the issue, though, are when he's actually Rorschach, and that doesn't happen until right near the end. But just like looking at the shot of. You finally have Rorschach in his full regalia again, and then he just what's pops that up. word? Regalia? Mm. No, I don't know it. Okay, well, anyways, I think it's a, it's a really uh, eye-popping image. Uh, it looks really good, and it's it's just as violent as it should be. But uh, it makes me think of the seventies. Well, it's set in the seventies. Oh, is that why? Oh, well, then yeah. they've done a good job. They have done a good job. <laughs> Check. <laughs> so, so they have achieved uh, yep. what they meant to uh, to do. Good so, job, guys. So I give that one a seven out of ten. Next one is uh, Daredevil End of Days number one. So this is a project I'm surprised that Alex Maleev isn't doing. This is a miniseries. It's an eight-part miniseries by uh, Bendis, uh, and who's one of my favorite Daredevil writers. He's writing it with David Mack. Klaus Jensen is on pencils, but the biggest part, and you'll notice this when you re- when you look at the issue, is that this is uh, this is Bill Sinkowicz on finished art and paintings, and it's a ve- Sinkowicz Kelly is a guy who uses really dirty pencils, and you can tell that. <laughs> Dirty pencils. <laughs> but look, but look at this, like that the, the opening image of Daredevil getting punched in the face. Yeah, is extremely violent, but it's it not is even dirty. It's just dirty. Dirty like, pencils. Like, see what you mean now. Like there's a. Can dual... I go back? Can you didn't show me the cover? I thought I did. Well, I didn't get to comment. Oh, okay, my bad. Mm, it's okay. It's kind of generic. Yeah. Would you read that? Would you pick it up? Mm, no. No. The idea of end of days is supposed to be this is the last Daredevil story. So in like we start off. I, I guess my main criticism about this is that the story is pretty good, but the artwork is pretty 
kind of filthy. Like, it's not polished, and I guess it's kind of the idea because it is supposed to be the last Daredevil story where Daredevil dies. But I, I wanted a little bit more from this artistically, and this didn't give it to me, and I just... Didn't I deliver. It didn't deliver. It just... Like, the artwork... You I, know what? It's not... I mean, it's not my favorite style of art, but I do like that it's distinct. It has its own style. Yeah. And I think Dirty Pencils was exactly the way to describe it. Even, like, look at those dirty birds. Yep. Like, that's... Yeah, no, I, I think, think it's really well done. You like I it. don't I you like, like it what's happening in that panel. Like, is it going through his face? Yeah, I think so. It's hard to tell. But, I mean, I think the art is really good. Yeah. No, it's I, not my kind of art, but it's I, really I, good. I kind of agree. It's not It's not my, my particular taste. This isn't really what I was wanting or expecting. I really like the story here. Um, I like that Ben Yurik is still trying to find out what exactly happened to his friend uh, in the intervening years and how he's died. Um, so, I mean... There's a lot to like here. There's also a lot to not like. But uh, overall, I mean, it works uh, for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I gave this issue, Daredevil End of Days, number one, a 7 out of 10. Next is Defenders, number 11. Uh, do you know anything about the Defenders? Nope. No, okay. So they're protecting humanity from the impossible. Obviously. This is the second last issue. Uh, Black Cat's on the team now. Mm. Not sure if you knew that. You got Doctor Strange. What do you think of the cover? It's okay. <laughs> it's got a bunch of characters. Isn't that what you no, want? No, no, it has like five characters. And... No. It's okay. It's not bad. It's, it's, a, it's, not, a, good, it's, it's a good not black cat. Me. It's a good black cat. Um, kind of? Yeah, she looks good. She doesn't look like... Like, she looks like she's drawn okay. But what is she doing? She's on a rope line, kind of looking back Oh, because that's not what it looks like she's doing. What does it look, look like she's doing? Look at her face. She's just like, hmm. Like, <laughs> if you put her on a couch or something, I'd be like, that, that looks like her. She does not look like she's a part of this fight or whatever's going on here. Well, actually, you she's could say the same like thing about Dr. Casually, Strange. Yeah, they're all kind of like we're, casually fighting. Like, where are they looking? What are they doing? Who's like, it looks guy? like the fight's back here. That's Nick Fury. He looks angry, but I feel like Nick Fury always looks angry. <laughs> Again, he's not black, so I was confused. Um, <laughs> he always looks angry, but he doesn't look like he's specifically angry okay. at whatever they're fighting. I didn't like that the cover artists were the Dodson, uh, Terry and Rachel Dodson. They're not doing the interior artwork, and that ruins this for me a little. Uh, it's the artwork and in, in the interior is by Mirko Pierfederici. I apologize for masquering that. I'm actually surprised now looking at the... Uh, Send your hate mail to... Uh, comic shenanigans. Comic shenanigans at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Uh, the color art here is by Jordi Belair, who I actually love on Manhattan Projects. Uh, which did not come out this week, so you don't get to talk about it. Ugh, terrible. And, so and, bad. <laughs> and Matt Fraction wrote this. Um, it, I'm not really sure what's going on half the time in this book. The artwork is a little bit better than it has been, but it's not the Dodson, so it doesn't have that kind of eye-popping, um, really clean look to it. It's a little bit dirtier. The story doesn't... Is that Luke Perry? No. Harry Potter? No. Can you tell Harry? me that doesn't look like Harry Potter? Okay, a little bit. That's Peter Parker. <laughs> oh, ouch. Yeah, well, he was the original bespeckled kid who got powers and abilities. So. Um, the story, actually, you know, upon looking at it again, the artwork's actually better than I gave it credit for. The story doesn't still make a, a whole lot of sense. I do like that Namor is wearing a full clothes again and not just. Sorry, what's, what's his name? Namor. Not Aquaman. Thank you. Does that make you feel better? Uh huh. Uh, overall, I mean, the story was was okay. I'm excited for this book to end, though, because I feel like it hasn't really been nearly as good as it was supposed to be. I was expecting something much was better. Is that she Uh she is on here, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's on the team. So I, I gave uh, Defenders number 11 by Fraction uh, just a 7 out of 10. This was kind of the... I'm getting the feel of... Now I'm kind of looking at all my kind of reviews for the rest of the week. I gave a lot of book 7s. It was a 7 kind of week. It was a... But... 
But. Not to, you know, spoiler, but this next comic is going to have a better rating. It so is. I'm excited because I just saw the rating before I saw the comic. So we got Batman in Detective Comics number 13. What do you think of the cover, Kelly? Mm, is that Penguin? It is Penguin. The time of the Penguin is now. I should just point out that he's showing me the covers on a, on a laptop, so I don't see the full cover. I see the top half, because otherwise it's probably stupid that I'm asking, is that Penguin when the book is called The Time of the Penguin or whatever? Um, People will forgive you. No, I'm just pointing it out so I don't look okay. like a dummy. Like, hey, it says Penguin. Is that really Penguin? Um, Do you like the cover? Not especially. Okay. Not especially. Well, let's see if you like the interior anymore. Uh, the So it's written by... Uh, Oh, i got to find the, the guy who wrote it. John Lehman and art by Jason Fabok. I actually really like the artwork on here. It's really It kind of reminds me of uh, Tony S. Daniel, but a little bit cleaner. Uh, like, What do you think of this opening shot of Batman on the splash page here? Pretty cool? He looks okay. I mean, he it's, looks like Batman. It looks like Batman, but I mean... Like it's the, dark. The entire... He's okay. uh, it's an assassin who's supposed to kill uh, Batman. Oh. Yeah. Well, cause the idea here is that the Penguin wants Bruce Wayne taken out. And um, the idea is that they're trying to keep Batman. On I do one like end the, of the penguin. C- yeah, where I see him. Okay, yeah. they're trying to keep Batman on one end of the city so that and to keep him far away from where Bruce Wayne's going to be. Of course, they don't realize that Bruce Wayne is Batman, uh, and because uh, Cobblepot wants his name on this new. Uh, <laughs> Cobblepot. I'd want my name on everything. <laughs> he wants his name on a new, I think it's a new women's center or something. The, anyways, the actual name that's supposed to go on it is Martha Wayne. So he, he wants to kill Bruce Wayne, get him out of the way so he can make a donation. Anyways, so that's basically the idea of here is that he wants this children's center, so that's what it is, children's center, to be named after him. So when it looks like they're not going to be able to kill Bruce Wayne, he decides that he's going to go the other way and give more money so that they can take Martha Wayne's name off it and instead put Cobblepot's name on there. <laughs> Cobblepot. So and so that but that's generally the story and actually and so they it works and so they take the contract off uh, off uh, Bruce Wayne but it turns out that the the group that they have contracted to assassinate Bruce Wayne does not tolerate their own failure so they're going to kill him no matter what even though Cobblepot is now called off the hit so at the end of the issue we have Bruce Wayne finally shows up he finds out that his name that it's already it's too late now Cobblepot's name's on instead of his mom's he's already pissed off and then here comes an assassin very clean artwork. Pretty. Here comes the assassin. Sorry. <laughs> uh, really engaging story. Uh, I just I like the entire thing. It was just a lot of fun. And then there's a backup, which isn't bad as well. Um, and it's got pretty good artwork in there too. What do you think? Now that you've kind of seen it, it's okay. I'm. I don't know that the the score you're about to give is what I would give it. No. But I I can see. I just found it. It was one of the best. I know you've been of, enjoying Detective Comics. I haven't actually. That's the thing. Really? No. Hmm. I've been enjoying Batman. Detective Comics has been more eh, and this felt like, wow, this is really strong. I really like the way they wrote the Penguin. I like the, the idea that Penguin, the only reason he wanted to kill Bruce Wayne was because he wanted his name on this Cobblepot, chil- <laughs> Cobblepot to be on a children's center. That was, that was a very different type of motivation for him as a villain. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I know I really liked it, so I give it a 9 out of 10. Uh, next up is, uh, after Detective Comics, is Earth 2 number 5. Uh, I'm really enjoying the Earth 2 series by, uh, oh, now I'm forgetting his name. I'll come to me in a second. Um, it's a, by I ja- like it. James Robinson and Nicola Scott. You like it? Yeah. Why? Um, stronger artwork on the cover. Okay. Good color. Yeah. Uh, the bad guy looks bad without being gross or anything. That's true. Uh, good guy looks good, bad guy looks bad. That's what I look for. Yep. And, I, uh, I even like just the coloring of the Earth in Earth 2. Because they change it every issue. Is that... 
Is it what? Is that like Solomon Grundy? Uh, or a different Grundy? Now no he, relation? he's just called... No, he, he used to be called Solomon <laughs> so Grundy. So Now he's just Grundy. Because hmm. in, in Earth 2, he's different. Like, everything that happened before, pre-New 52, is gone. He only exists on Earth 2 now, and he's Grundy. And he's an agent Excuse of the Grey. Me. Mr. That's Mr. Grundy. <laughs> he's an agent of the Grey. I like... Uh, what day was he born? Gru's Day. Uh, that's an inside joke to people who watch the Robot Chicken DC Comics special. Which, if you haven't, go watch it right now. Press pause. Go watch it. Come back and listen to the rest of our podcast. I'm just saying, go watch it now. It's awesome. It is. Do your song. So if you're still listening, you didn't listen to me, you should go watch it. Um, one of the things you'll see is a hilarious sketch about Bane, who we all know is the Batman villain who may or may not have broken his back. Possibly. Um, but they do a hilarious bit, and there's a song. Da, 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 that's Bane. So, go watch it. Anyway, welcome back. We're going to continue now with our review of Earth 2. Um, I, I really like everything about this comic. Uh, it's, it's, it's refreshing because it takes place in its own continuity, so we don't have to worry about other characters you know, being around and not showing up. But this, this is all we've got is what we've seen in this book. I like that this new version of Jay Garrick as the Flash, a new this new Gar- new version of the Atom. The ba- art is really good. It right. wasn't just the cover. I'm enjoying. Well, she does both. The art. That's nice oh, too. see, and I feel like that the other book I liked was the same thing. Yep. So oh yeah, a the, bit of the Avengers uh, versus versus yeah because yeah there, there's that happens a lot these days where they have a different cover artist as opposed to interior artists. Not as big a fan, but the art in this book is consistent. Yeah. really good throughout uh, really strong stuff there's some really great stuff with Flash just seeing how he moves as he tries to take down the Atom I even like... the detail of like he has like army pants on yep. like camouflage mm-hmm. and you can see like it's not super bright like I'm drawing camo pants but like <laughs> you can see the detail in his mm-hmm. pants yep. and I think I think it's done really well yeah uh, I like all the, the way that all the characters are written here Jay Garrick is tremendously well written so is the Atom I like the idea that Jay Garrick is almost too peppy and very like, let's go do it. And Adam's like, seriously? Because he's the military man doesn't get this wide-eyed kid. Grundy is very is a great villain here because he can't really be stopped. He's very powerful, but uh, uh, still presents a really good uh, challenge for our heroes. I like the way that Alan Scott is written here now that he's Green Lantern. I like the, the way that they've illustrated his costume because obviously he's not the way that he was uh, originally portrayed in the, in the pre-New 52. Uh, I like the hot girl that's here. She's pretty we cool. We all like hot girls. Hawk girl. Oh, hawk girl. Uh, for those, uh, now, it actually makes a lot of sense now that we're getting this issue after the Zero issue because uh, we have uh, uh, Mr. Terrific, the smartest man alive, shows up, and now we know that he's actually done some really bad things in the past uh, to help protect his, his world before, and so we're seeing him here uh, having now knowing more about how he is such a dangerous person and having him kind of try to uh, help in this fight against Grundy. Uh, so very cool stuff. I'm interested to see where we're going with this with this storyline when it ends uh, next issue. Um, just uh, This is just a lot of fun. I enjoy the, every issue of this. I remember when I read the first issue, I was just like, this is what I wanted Justice League to be, and I still feel that way, because Justice League was never this good, and this is a really strong book. Uh, so I gave Earth 2 number 5 and 8. 8.5. I Yes, you know what? You're right. I think I now talking about it, I think I will give that an 8.5. Next up is Green Lantern number 13. Ooh, see, because Green Lantern was on the cover of Earth 2. Yeah. Now I have high expectations. Okay, here we go. Here's the new, here's, that's the new Green Lantern. What do you think? It's not Hal Jordan anymore. Now he's uh, Simon Baz. Mm, go back up. He's an Arab American. Mm. Do you like it? 
I don't like his face. <laughs> what did you not like about the movie? Gary's face. <laughs> Little Muppets joke there. Yeah. Apparently, after the new Muppets movie came out, they or before it came out, actually, they did a test screening, and um, they had children come in and watch the movie and provide feedback so they could make changes. And they asked one child, well, they asked all the children to say what they liked about the movie and what they didn't like. And one child wrote, um, you know, what did you like about the movie? And it was, uh, Walter saves the Muppets. What did you not like about the movie? And the answer was Gary's face. <laughs> Gary, of course, being... Um, Jason Siegel. Marshall, thank you. <laughs> Jason Siegel. And uh, the producers or the director, I guess, actually framed that comment. Keep him humble. Keep him humble and gave it to him. And he was saying that apparently in the Forgetting Sarah Marshall posters, they took his face off of it because the test audience had a negative effect, a negative reaction or whatever. To his face. Um so that's how I feel about this book. What do you not like about the cover? Green Lantern's face. Ouch. You just don't like the mask or how it's drawn? or uh, I don't like the mask. He's I don't like the gritting teeth. Yeah. Uh, I don't like his eyes. Um, what thing I do like about the costume? I don't like the shape of his head. Like, I just all around do not like his face. I do like that he's got the cutoff. I, I, I do like that it's basically like a t-shirt almost, and then he's got these gloves, but like the, the knuckle, like, it's only... Um, I guess it's keeping it fresh. <laughs> It's the art is good. I'm just not a fan of the choices for the character. Okay. Um, but Obama looks good in the inside, in the interior. <laughs> he does look good there. Yeah. So I'm not a big fan of how of, I was really not a fan of at sorry, all. Sorry, did we say who wrote this? Oh, sorry. It's Jeff Johns with art by Doug Monkey. My bad. Um, I didn't. I didn't really like the last issue of this book all that much when we introduced this Simon Baz character. It was okay. Uh, there's only one part here where I was really excited, and that's when he gets a message on his Green Lantern ring from Sinestro and Hal Jordan, because obviously they quote-unquote died, and now they're kind of in this weird black space somewhere, and they may or may not be inside the ring. Um, and that was the only part of this issue I was really like, that's awesome. I can't wait to see what happens next. The rest of it was very like, it felt like this was Green Lantern number one, which is fine, but uh, we're in the middle of the rise of the Third Army. It's supposed to be a whole crossover event in all the GL books. And instead, we're getting this, this brand new Green Lantern who has no tie to that. And I just didn't really care for a lot of it. It was better than the last issue, for sure. And I like that we're getting a little bit more idea of who Simon is, uh, what is, what his, why is his sister's upset. Um, but it didn't really work a lot for me. Uh, we have a brief appearance of the Alpha Lanterns, but didn't do much. I do like that we're seeing... Him realize that sometimes he has to put on his uh, on the mask to hide his identity. The costume's not good. You don't like the little costume. It's very um, uh, what's that movie that T. Bar likes? You know the the movie. I don't know which movie. With the guy Jeff With the Bridges. Guy. Matrix. Yeah, no. Not Matrix. The new one. I don't know um, what we're talking about here. We'll come back to it. Okay. Um, I, I like the last page. I said Jeff Bridges. That gets me nothing. You you get points. And then the old one and the new one. Yes. Oh, the Looper. That's not Jeff Bridges, not though. Not the Looper. Are you sure? Just keep what going. What are we talking about here? I'll think of it. Okay. Um, but then the last page... It happens, like, in the game, you know? Are you sure? Tron. Yeah. I said Tron. Tron. You did not say what Tron. What did I say? Well, we're going to go back and listen. What did I say? You said Matrix. Oh, you know what? In my head, I said Tron. Oh, okay. Then doesn't it look like he should be in Tron? Yes, it does. Based on the lines? Yeah. Yeah. And I, well, you could say the same thing I mean, thing Aquaman about, looks good. Say the same thing about Flash there, too. Not as much. Uh, the last page is cool because you have the Justice League is going to fight him, or at least have an interaction with him next issue. Although Batman seems kind of awkward because what is he swinging off of? There's nothing mm -hmm. to swing off here. Web shooters. He does not have web shooters. <laughs> good. Um, oh, Wonder Woman looks good. Yeah, the last page was more interesting than the rest of the book. It's true. 
Um, so yeah, so it, it was just kind of there in general. So I gave that a wow. I gave that a seven and a half originally. That is wrong. That last page is, was what you ended on. I apparently, right? yeah. I'm gonna give that a six. Oof. I wouldn't. That was a downgrade it, it was, if it, I ever saw one. Well, it wasn't really worth it. Um, all right. Next up is Minimum Cartage Alpha. I'm liking this because this is tied in thematically into Maximum Carnage, one of the first storylines I read as a kid. Uh, it's bringing together Venom and Scarlet Spider, who are both Spider-Man characters, and Carnage, who's a Spider-Man villain. What do you think of that cover? It's okay. Have, you're wondering what the needle's about? <laughs> He's dancing gonna on... be like a don't do drugs shout out at the end. <laughs> He's dancing on a needle. Sorry, who's that? Which one? That's... This is Carnage. Carnage. That's... Carnage is drawn really well. Yeah, he is. And Venom, and then Scarlet Spider. Which, they're basically just... One head. Yeah. They share heads. It's, it's it's drawn well. I'm not a fan, but it's no. it's drawn really well. I like how, I like the art in the interior of the book a lot. Sorry, who does the art? Oh, that's a good point. I guess I should mention that. Uh, well, the cover artist was Clayton Crane, but the interior art is done by Lam Medina, who I've never seen look this good. Uh, Colin Bunn and Chris Yost co-wrote it because they're the writers right now of Venom and Scott Spider, respectively. So this is a crossover into both those books. So we have this Alpha book, then we have two issues of each uh, title, and then we're back for uh, an Omega book, and that'll bring an end to the storyline. Omega. Omega. Um, so I like I like seeing Venom being used in a very military aspect uh, that people trust him. Uh, he's working with the Secret Avengers, and he's been brought in to to see what's happened to Cletus Cassidy, who's escaped. Um, and basically he's teamed up with some microverse people. Yeah, it sounds as re- ridiculous as it sounds. Uh, and he's going to help them in the in the uh, microverse. That all sounds really bizarre. But what makes this work is that you're, it's a really good Venom story because Venom is Flash Thompson. And you also have Scarlet Spider, who's, who's Kane, the evil original clone of, um, of uh, Spider-Man, who's trying to turn over New Leaf and actually be heroic. Um, and he's, it's just, so it's actually an interesting story of how their paths end up meeting and they're going to end up, you know, trying to fight Carnage together. Uh, and then that last page is great because you have, uh, Venom show up and he's just kind of holding, uh, Scarlet Spider up at gunpoint because it's, it's that classic Marvel thing of, uh, misunderstanding. First the, first the heroes misunderstand each other, they fight each other, then they team up and they fight the villain. That happened in the Avengers movie even, because you had Thor versus Iron Man, then they get along, and then they fight Hulk, but then they all get along, and then they fight against the big baddie. So I really enjoyed it. What do you think of the artwork? It was okay. Um, That's it? Yeah, just okay. Okay, well I give this an 8 out of 10 because I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're, we're, we only have a few more left. We have uh, four more books. Aren't you excited? We're almost done. Next up. Ready? Swamp yeah, Thing. I'm ready. Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing number 13. Thing. Now, do you tell me if you like this. this is a, you like uh, Poison Ivy? I was going to say, it looks like Poison Ivy. Yep, it is. And Dead Man and Swamp Thing. Uh, no. No? This isn't for you? Nope. Nope. This is by Scott Snyder with uh, artwork by Yannick Paquette. Uh, this is Rot World. I do you like that word. Yannick Paquette. Mm-hmm. This is Rot World, The Green Kingdom, Part 1. So obviously... See, I didn't like the other one that was Rot World, though. Yeah, I know. Well, and we'll see if you like this one anymore. So Animal I Man and, and Swamp Thing are basically... They're both on Rot World now, but one is going towards the Green Kingdom, one's going more towards the Red, because those are the two opposing sides that they're on. Um, so just flipping through, this is by Scott Snyder, as I said, and Yannick Paquette. Um, the artwork... I found the story a lot... Uh, more interesting to jump into here than an Animal Man. I found the artwork more enjoyable because it's brighter, Kelly. Because I mean, instead of being kind of red and dark, it's I feel like about there go- should be fairies. Well, coming out of the forest. There. He, he, there's a council of trees. 
Yep. And he goes and talks to the Council of Trees. It's a, this this book feels a lot like more Pocahontas alive. Does that too? Yeah, this feels a lot more alive. It feels a lot more lush. It is. It is um, better. It's, and so it's uh, more enjoyable as a result. Well, yeah, the green is really nice. Yeah. Whereas the other, and there's obviously death happening. Yeah, there's as good well. contrast with the death. Whereas it's the other really one just dark. felt there was always too much death because the red just looked really not nice at all. There's also an interesting um, finale here because you have some, um, you have a nice. Uh, Contra- contrast between what happened before and kind of seeing what's happening now uh, and seeing that uh, Abigail Arcane appears to be dead. So it's interesting. I did enjoy this, uh, not nearly as much as the Zero issue, and but I did enjoy it more than Animal Man. I gave this uh, a 7 out of 10, whereas I think Animal Man I gave a 6.5. Um, so it was good. Next up is Uncanny X-Force 32. So Kelly, you like X- X characters, don't you? Although this is a book you would not like at all, because it's a lot of death. Even the even the name of it's called the Final Execution Saga. Um, so, what do you think oh, of that cover? Um, Wolverine on Sabretooth. It's drawn well. A little dirty pencil work. Yeah, but um, still cleaner than that Daredevil oh, one was. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, it's okay. It's not bad. I give it a not bad. I who have is a, that? Who? Sabretooth and uh, and Wolverine. Aren't they like brothers. No. Or cousins. Nope, not related. Or homies. Only in the movie. In the movie, they're brothers. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like how you make me think I'm crazy before you put it. Well, in the movie. <laughs> I guess. Uh, Rick Remender wrote this, Phil Noto on art. I don't like how this this book constantly has different artists cycling in and out. I found the interior artwork actually pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, I like that the story did things I didn't expect it to because after last issue ended with Deadpool about to kill this child who couldn't, who is a, basically Apocalypse, but as a, as a child, he didn't kill him. And this idea of hope um, I'm not a big fan of, of this version of the villains, uh, this version of the Brotherhood with the evil version of Blob. You have Dakin. That I don't really enjoy Sorry, all that much. That? Which one? That guy. Which one? This one? Yeah. That's Deadpool. He's oh. wearing white. Yeah, why? Uh, when he's part of X-Force, this is, the, this is their colors. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He doesn't look as good. You don't, well, because he's not red? I don't, I mean, I guess that's why, but he just doesn't look as good in this book, so no. if it's the costume... Part of it's the, the costume. Artwork. Part I think of it's a combination of the two. It is a combination. Of the a little column. There's, there's Deadpool. That shot. What shot? This one. Yeah. When he's lying on the ground. Yeah. Okay. He's like hamming it up. He's not hamming up. He just got hurt. He looks like he's hamming it up. He's though. not hamming That's it up. That's what he looks like, though. Okay. That's the Daredevil I know. <laughs> um, I'm interested to see where the storyline is going to be going because you finally have you have a, a good showdown between uh, Sabretooth and Wolverine. You have Nightcrawler from the Age of Apocalypse perhaps turning sides. Uh, I'm wondering where, when, how this is going to end exactly and what the new version of Uncanny X-Verse will look like and why Wolverine won't, will appear to not be on it, why Psylocke will be uh, the one leading it. I think there's still two issues of this Did book left. the Manhattan left. guy have kids? Which one? The Manhattan guy. Which the Manhattan junk guy. guy. No. Doesn't it look like he had kids? Yes, but no. It's, uh, Nightcrawler is Mystique's child. That's why he's blue. And his dad is the guy from oh. X-Men First Class who's the teleporter, the red one. Yeah, um, what was his name? Azazel. Azazel. That's a good name. No, it's not a good one. Sounds evil. terrible. But it's like classy evil. (laughs) I gave it a 7 out of 10. Like jazz hands evil. I guess. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Next up is Uncanny... That was a really good, shut up, we're moving on, (laughs) from Adam Chapman. Whatever. Uncanny X-Men number 19. It better be better. It is already. Scrolling, scroll, ooh. You like it? I do. Wolverine, uh, so you got Cyclops screaming and shooting out a blast, and in his visor you see a reflection of all the people fighting him. I like it. Uh, I actually, looking at my rating, I realized I think I gave this book too much of a hard time. Uh, it's by, written by Kieran, Gillen, Kieran Gillen, or Gillen, uh with artwork by Dale Eaglesham, who I've always enjoyed. 
Um, yeah, I was way too hard on this. I think I was going to give this a 7. I think this deserves at least an... I gave it a 7.5%. I think I'm going to upgrade it to an 8.5. I actually enjoyed this a lot more than I thought. Because it's basically everything that's been happening in AVX number 12. This is from um, Cyclops' point of view and how he's viewing what he's done. So he killed Xavier in the issue of 11 of AVX. And it's basically him kind of coming to grips with who he is and what he is, seeing his past. Uh, seeing when he first met Professor Xavier, when he first met his future wife, Jean Grey, uh, when she died on the moon, when he had his psychic affair with Emma Frost. Do you like that? <laughs> Emma Frost? Psychic affair. I'm going to have a psychic affair. Uh, I like the idea that he's constantly fighting a man with claws, in this case Wolverine. Uh, you know, the, the betrayal of, of Emma Frost is in there, betraying everything he believed in by killing Xavier. It's actually quite an interesting story. Um, and it actually works really well if you just read it alongside. <laughs> Beast looks adorable. Hank is shouting at me. Is there nothing that won't shut him up? Yes, there's something. He doesn't start. Like he does mean things to Beast in there. Beast you is okay. No, 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 it's just in his mind. Um, no. So at the end of the day, there's a lot of stuff happens here. I still enjoy it quite a lot. It's a nice counterpoint to what's happening in the main book. And then the art's pretty good. The art's really strong because by Dale Eaglesham, yeah. I really enjoy him. And I like that it's, it's, you know, it was all about hope. It was always about hope. And then, you know, they... Hope. hope. The character? Yes. Or hope, the concept. Yeah, I both. like that. A little uh, bit of both. Yeah. And the idea that Cyclops knows that he won because there's new mutants. And uh, I, I like the idea that, like, no matter what, he even he but says I it here. But I would do it all again. I would do it all again, and that's interesting. And then that la- I actually really like that last thing when they're taking him out to wherever prison they're bringing him to, and he just puts up his arms to make that X. And so at the end of the day, he did win. And this felt made me feel that's a lot. His Breakfast Club moment. It is. This made me feel a lot better about this entire what happened to him, more so than ABX. Because this was this is Cyclops wins. Uh, so I give that, what did I say, an 8 out of 10? You're upgrading it. I just did. You upgraded it to 8.5. Oh, 8.5, my bad. Yeah, I gave it a 7. 7.5, and, and, and now it's 8.5. And, and next up is World's Finest number 5. Finally. The last one. Why are you Not, excited about this No, one? it's just the last book. There was something that happened this week, and I can't remember what it was, and now I can't find it. It was an amazing thing, and it made me think of you. I can't find it. Someday. It's a good story. I know, it's a great story. So this is Huntress and Power Girl. Oof. Do you like that cover? No. No? Who's that? That's Power Girl, Ooh. or Supergirl from Another Earth. Uh, no, Supergirl from Another Mother. <laughs> she looks bad. Kind of, yeah. You're not a big fan. Mm. So this is by Paul Levitz mm. uh, with the framing sequences by George Perez penciling, and then Jerry Ordway does the Power Girl sequence, and Wes Craig does the Huntress sequence. So there's a lot going on here. Do you, so you don't like the the main artwork by Perez? Uh, it's okay. It's growing girls. on me. Wow, her shirt got ripped, and her boobs are popping out. It happens all the it time. It happens. It happens to me all the time in my everyday life. When does this happen to you? It doesn't. That's my point. Okay. Um, so you can tell the shift in artist because uh, yep. the hair looks this, different. This is better. But the stuff Secondary. by Ordway? Yeah. Okay. Why is this better? Um, I don't know. This yeah. guy just draws better. Okay. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't know why. I, I, I personally like uh, Perez more, so I wouldn't have agreed. So that's why I was asking. It's just this book specific. Okay. Uh, so you have a Power Girl story. I'm, I mean, her shirt got ripped and her whole bra showing. Again. So. Like she's barely wearing clothes by the end. Yep. It happens, I'm telling you. I, I think one thing that bugs me about this book is that um, they can't seem to, like, it's it's kind of like they're trying to have a team-up book between the two of them, but half the time we're just seeing them do their own thing, yeah. and I don't know what the point of that is. I did like the... Why uh, are they at a rape march? Because they do that. 
Is it a rape march? I think so. Are you sure it's a rape? This is Take Back the Night. I feel like that's a rape oh, march. Respect our no women. means no. Hello. Oh, okay. Well, I I don't know if I really remember that when I read it originally. Mm. Uh, so this is a Huntress story. And uh, I, I can't wait to see Huntress actually meet people from, like, because hun- you wouldn't know this, but the original Huntress in the 90s. I could know this. Go was ahead. Was a character named Hel- Helena Bertinelli. Yep, Bertinelli. knew okay. that. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, in this new New 52, basically, uh, the Robin or Helena Wayne from Earth 2 ends up on Earth 1 and then goes by the name of Helena Bertinelli for a while. Obviously. And becomes Huntress, but that's not really her, her thing, her bag. Does that make any sense? No. Um, sure. So it's not, it, so I, this book just kind of exists for me. It's okay. I just I want them to do something together. <laughs> Look at that end. They're like best friends, best friends, best friends. Like they didn't do anything together the whole issue, but no. then at the end they're holding well, hands. Well, they've like, been in the framing issue. The I framing guess. sequence. Okay, so you're not a big fan of that. No, I'm. I mean, okay. We'll see. Uh so I told you. So that was a seven out of ten. I, maybe more Everything like a six, seven. actually, thinking about it. Well, it was kind of a seven out of ten week. There's four books. I feel like the problem is a lot of these end on a really nice panel. That was a nice end panel. And so you think that I, that's what I have in my it head when stuck I in your head. They do it on purpose. That's They're a good like, point. Oh, it was great. Uh, there's, four book, there's four books we didn't actually review, but I want to quickly just look at the covers with them. With, with you. Just first impressions. <laughs> so first up is Dial H number five. Uh, do you know what Dial H is about? Dial M for murder. <laughs> no, not a clue. Okay, well, that's actually may work better. H is for hero clicks. Dial H for Hero. That I was, was close. Yeah. So cut out that part where Into the Abyss. What do you think? Um, is that no. guy running away? Nope. Nope. Okay. I'm not a big fan of that cover either. Uh, next up is G.I. Combat number five. This is another DC book. G.I. Uh... Joe. Real American Hero. <laughs> so this is from New 52 Wave 2. So they canceled some books and they started a new wave. This is G.I. Combat featuring the haunted tank. No? This isn't... Uh, is this he isn't... a ghost? It's a ghost of some kind. It's okay. Also, the unknown soldier. I don't like this. It just looks weird. It's not bad. Eh, the horse do, looks Didn't nice. do it for me. I'm glad you enjoyed it more than I did. I don't um, know if enjoyed. Next up is oh, Gre- Oliver. Next up is Green Green Arrow number thirteen. What? So what do you think of that? Yeah, Oliver on the cover, and he's got some weird creepy dude. And creepy some other dude. dude, crouching tiger, hidden what you, dragon. What do you think? Um, Oliver looks nice. You know what? I think one of the reasons I didn't read this issue is because I went to the first page and said, "It's no very thanks. Mulan." Or okay. Crouching Tiger. It's okay. very Asian-inspired. Now, just taking a look at the first few pages, what do you think of these first few pages? Because this is why I didn't read the book. I looked at it, and I didn't like the artwork. I found I it like to be kind of dirty, and I don't like how Oliver's hair looks, which I know sounds silly, <laughs> but, like, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't Yeah, no, it's not, it's not drawing didn't, me into it. Didn't do it, it for me at all. And next up is Stormwatch number 13. It's the fourth book I didn't actually read and review. So you got uh, nope. Etrigan the Demon, you got Midnighter. No, nope. I think you made the right choices with not yeah. reading these books. Apollo. Yeah, you're sure? Oh. Well, the interior artwork almost actually The interior artwork is better. Actually, yeah. It but, looks, um... The interior artwork looks fantastic here. You might have to go back and read that. Maybe. I might go back and read it at some point, because it actually yeah, looks that, better. You know what? The, that cover is not doing that justice. No, it's not doing it and any favors. I think favors. that's the problem with having different artists do covers than Because you don't know what you're actually going to get. You have to pick up the book and flip. Yeah, well, it's kind of like I said. And maybe in some cases when the cover is better, that's good because you yeah. will pick up the book. But I think in this case, it's uh, to the detriment of the book because I wouldn't have I wouldn't have picked that up. No. And it actually looks pretty good. Whereas it's an interesting contrast to the Green Arrow, which is where the cover actually looked all right. Yeah. But then the interior was yeah. like, no thanks. The yes. colors are really good here. Uh, I guess the art is by Will Conrad, who actually I do like. So it's too bad I actually didn't give that a try. Maybe I have, I have to go back at some point and reread it. 
Uh, well, I guess that's the end of our episode. So thank you for sticking with us for over the past hour. I originally said that this would be, I told Kelly, be half an hour, 45 it's minutes It's okay top. because my dinner's not here yet. And uh, I enjoyed myself. So maybe I'll come back on some of these review episodes and give you some more of my first impressions. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, if you want to send us an email, if you have any questions, uh, any comments, or if you want to say that Kelly should definitely be part of every reviews episode <laughs> from now on. Not, not everyone. Mostly. <laughs> Once a week, that's all it is. That's too much. We'll see. It's an hour out of your day. Uh, then you can send us an email at uh, comicshenanigans at gmail.com. You can also like us on Facebook because we do now have a Facebook page. Uh, so far there's only two likes, which is so sad. That's really sad. You know who likes it? Yeah, me and you. Yeah, that's really sad. And I know there's a oh, people... Oh, and I don't do that thing where I like my own stuff, but I was like, it's Adam's thing, I can like it. Okay. Now it seems like I did. I find that to be very hilarious when people like post a status and then they click like and I'm like yeah obviously you liked it you put it up well I remember the one time like I was, when I, I was writing a review for CG magazine and I said I like Spider-Man <laughs> and you're like duh I actually responded to that duh question mark because my you know it does that thing on the feed where it tells you things that are going on in the world and it popped up and said Adam Chapman likes Spider-Man yeah <laughs> thanks that's not news everybody knows that it's true not a secret. Everyone does know that. And on that note, we'd like to uh, wish you a happy Canadian Thanksgiving again. Yeah. No, uh, we're going to sign off in just a second. I also wanted to advertise oh. the next episode. Oh, yeah. No, I know. Uh, <laughs> you know what's happening? Yeah. Uh, episode 16 will be going online in a couple of days. Uh, we're going to be looking at, it's me and my guest, uh, Nathan Strzok, once again looking at our favorite Heroclix, but this time we're looking at our favorite Heroclix dials. And then make sure to tune into episode 17, which will be our reviews episode next week. And then uh, hopefully we'll have some uh, good stuff coming up with episode 18, hopefully focusing on AVX and kind of going through uh, the last six months of stories and uh, kind of saying overall how um, me and a special guest think about it uh, now that it's all over and said and done with. Sounds so, like some good stuff coming up. Yep, we so. also have another me-centric podcast coming up. Where we will be looking at Kelly-centric, yeah. We'll be looking at things that are awesome. A to Z? A to Z. A to Z. You're, you're a Canadian. Zed. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> well, Z? I said me, and then I was rhyming it. Oh. Which is coincidentally why the Americans have changed it to Z. Is that why? So that it would rhyme when they sing the alphabet song. Is that why? Well, I don't know if that's true, but that's what I hear. <laughs> From who? People. I think you made this up. No, I didn't. I'm pretty sure so you, you made sing, this up. Now I know my ABCs. Next time, won't you sing with me? That's yeah, how that goes. but the Z is right before the line before The this. C's and me. Okay, we're, now we're just getting... We digress. We digress a lot. Well, thanks again for uh, joining us. If you are in Canada, we hope you had a great gobble, Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> we hope you had a great Thanksgiving. If you're from the United States, happy Thanksgiving when you eventually have it in a month and a half, which is weird to us Canadians because you have it too late. It's not too late. It's just close to Christmas, and we like to space out our turkey eating. Yeah, we like to space out our holidays. Yeah. That's why. Anyway, thanks, thanks again for joining us for an episode of Comic Shenanigans. Be sure to uh, be... Come back and enjoy the podcast next time.